technical difficulty we are, we are a little late it's all right though uh hi everybody uh welcome to a really cool show tonight i'm still sharing on our thing so sorry yeah me too i share on everything though luke to help you out but um go ahead Isaac. just get boardman talk and those guys but yeah tonight on the show we have lysolette schwartz um so lived through how old is she exactly luke 95 going on 96 or 96? 95 going on 96 so lived through world war ii wrote a book about her experience living through all that. Um, and I think it's going to be a great show tonight. Uh, Luke, should we talk about sponsors before we begin? Uh, we have one sponsor to talk about. Uh, yes. We have Mayor Tim, Tim Sickerfuse, Valley Insurance. Yep. Uh, and and home insurance, home insurance quote, uh, car insurance, whatever you need. Uh, Tim Sickerfuse, Mayor of Poland, will help you out. And also, then we are loan uh, officers. Yeah, we are loan officers, MLO bros, um, need help with financing, uh, refinance, home purchase. We'll help you out as well there. So let's, uh, Luke, you ready to bring her on? The lady I'm of sorry. the night? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lady of the night, uh, bring her on. Here we go. Hi, Hi Lynn. How are you? Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Lynn. How are you? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Nice to meet you. I am Luke, and this is my little brother, Isaac, over there. Okay, hello, Isaac. Hi. Th- thank you so much for coming on our, our show. Uh, we were so excited to have you on. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> have you. Have you ever watched our podcast before? 
I don't think so. No. I don't think so. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it's okay. So 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 I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. When you're are you ninety five or ninety six? Well, on the eighth of January, I'm ninety ninety six. Ninety six on the eighth of January. In in what year and where were you born? Then. 1925. 1925. In, so, in, so, and where were you born at? That was a long time ago, huh? Where were you born? Yeah. In Bremen, in Bremen Germany. Bremen. 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 Bremen, Germany. Yeah. Now, is that, is that, if I was looking at a map of Germany, it's right beneath Denmark by the North Sea. So, the North Sea. So okay. The northern part of Germany. Okay. Very and, cool. And now, so you you were born in 1920. So, in in your book 25. you wrote, 1925, the book you wrote, um, and everybody, if you're watching this, you can buy her. But you wrote a book about your life growing up before, during, and after World War II, right? Correct. Yes. Oh, okay. And what anybody, is, what's oh, the book called? What's the book called? This is the book. Oh, she has a book. My life in World War II. And awesome. everybody, if you're watching oh, this. Oh, look how pretty. Look at that. Who's that young lady there? Look at her. And this is a back. Oh, okay. Uh, look at that. There you go. When did you, when did you write this book? I started 1952. When I was in Canada, way up north, in a mental hospital on night duty with my patients. When they were sleeping, I would write down notes, all the occurrences. I was doing that because uh, I didn't plan on a book. I uh, just wrote it down because uh, I just simply wanted to... uh, preserve it for my grandchildren eventually that they know what my life was like. So, uh, and then later on, I got to to talk to many people and they wanted to know what it was like in Germany during the war. And uh, I found that uh, so many people have been interested in it. And finally, they told me to uh, write a book and publish it eventually. And then I made a promise to a, a guy there who used to do the stock market reports. And I swore I would try to have the book published. I tried in 1988. The Todd and Honeywell and Doreen Company uh, sent me contracts. And they were very interested in this book. Uh, but um, at that time, they wanted around $20,000 each to uh, start the first publication, the, the production, and uh, I couldn't come up with the money, so I had to re- refuse uh, writing the contract. And so uh, it's been on the shelf ever since. And uh, my granddaughter decided now... Uh, that I was up in age and uh, on her way out eventually, and uh, she thought she had to get that book quickly on the market before I go. So, uh, and uh, she did all the work, and her husband, and uh, uh, my dream finally came true. Uh, so uh, awesome! 
And, and yes, if sir. you're, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it is like this. Um, I am a witness of what occurred during the war, and uh, there are not very many people left at my age that could uh, remember the German side of the war. I mean, yes, you know all the uh, American sides, what occurred and everything, but to live right there and uh, go through all the terror and destructions that uh, we witnessed, um, it seems like everybody is interested to hear about it. So I found it uh, interesting that uh, I uh, found people that wanted to know more about it. What? So, uh, I'm glad I did uh, because it what? seems like everybody likes the book so far. Yeah, we just we shared it. Uh, I just shared a link on the pages. If you guys are watching, you can purchase the book. It's through Lulu.com. You can go to our website. It was a little bit easier than the link. You go to our website on the link I just posted. Scroll down. And there's a link there where you can click and purchase. Uh, I want to say your name right. Is it Lizalette? Lizalotte. Lizalotte. I will, Lizalotte. Lizalotte. I will never say that right. Awesome. Lizalotte. Lizalotte. Um, yeah. All right. Lizalotte. So growing up yeah. post, so born in 25, post-World War One, Germany during that time was pretty poor, right? It was very, very, yeah. it was like a depression through World War, up to World War II, right? Yeah, what, what was it like? What was it like yeah, before it, World War II? It was like massive inflation. It was 1914 uh, when the first World War was on. So uh, there was uh, long before I was born. Yeah. So, but, um, and uh, we, uh, well, actually, I grew up with the oil lamps. We didn't have the communication telephones like you did. At one time when uh, the telephones came in first, we had like five people on a line and each one had a different beep and you would answer on your beep. And uh, it was very primitive. We uh, didn't have all the high tech that you have nowadays. And... Uh, I had to wash on a washcloth and hang up on a certain time a day. We, we weren't exactly by rules and regulations in Germany. Everything was handmade, hand done. Like I said, we didn't have the modern facilities like uh, we have in this country right now and make it easy to live. So, uh, but, uh, yes. Tell... tell Tell me, so so growing up in Germany, and the World War II has always fascinated me from the German perspective, because you have, and, and you would have been, I mean, Hitler came into power in the early, early to mid-30s, right? So yeah. mm -hmm. you would have been 10 or 11, which is my children's age. I mean, do you... And, you know, and then going into the 40s when you would have been uh, you would have been 15 to 20. I mean, you 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 remember 14. that, right? I was 14 when the Polish war started. Okay. Let's on a, Yeah, I was working on a farm. Uh, I was uh, before you get into nursing.
training, uh, you had to work on a farm. There was Hitler's order that was wow. called Pflichtja. And it was mandatory that you have to have one year farm work done. So wow. uh, we selected my uncle on the Rhine River, and uh, he had a chicken farm of over 3,000 chicken. And uh, so uh, my grandmother brought me there. And uh, well, uh, it was nice first when we came there. My grandmother was showing me around and everything. But as, as soon as she left, uh, my uncle was saying he didn't want it a city girl. He wanted somebody that did some work. <laughs> and from now on, the party is over and the visits are over and you start working. Wow. So, uh, Early on. I put a pitchfork out in the field, digging potatoes all day. I would work uh, very hard, work harder than the men. Had to kill chickens, force through, and all that stuff that, uh, as a 14-year-old girl, you don't usually do. Cried my heart out over it. Yeah. And, uh, then after three-quarter of a year, I decided I had enough. I snuck up in the middle of the night and mailed a letter to my parents. Told them I couldn't take any more, and uh, they told me to come on home, that uh, my mother was very sick. and. So when I got home, uh, we tried to uh, stay away from the another quarter year on a farm there. I didn't want wanted to go back, but right. uh, I was forced to. It was either I go back a quarter year or uh, uh, I had to start another year someplace else. So Ooh. I went back and uh, did the work uh, there before I start coming home after one year. Uh, and then I started, I was, I was in schools all the time, doing work, homework at night. And uh, then I started to uh, be a, an office girl. Uh, I worked, I studied uh, business, secretarial work, and I started to work in an airplane factory. We built the Ju-87, wow. the dive bomber. I worked with the 70 engineers at the time in the office there. And that was the planning. And uh, I did volunteer work at night, uh, uh, sitting uh, connected to the armed forces when the planes were coming in. And uh, would uh, press a button whenever they were coming towards the city. So uh, I did that voluntarily, but I worked with uh, all these engineers there for four and a half years until yep. I uh, was married in the meantime. And uh, when you're pregnant, four and a half months, you were allowed by order to stop your work and stay home. So uh, that's how long I worked there, four and a half years. You, you've said- so I just you said in my book- uh, Yeah. Oh, you, you've yeah, said I some- I described all the work- uh, You've said some interesting things that uh, I, I was sorry, excuse me. You've said some very interesting things that I don't think people in the United States understand. You have said you were ordered. That is the government telling you what you have to do, how yeah, long you have to do it. It, it wasn't. 
It Go was ahead. mandatory that you spend one year at the firm before you, you start a job. Wow. And See, it was called Pflichtja. Yeah. People don't realize, people don't realize right. how good they have it in the United States, huh? Yeah. But uh, you had no choice. It had to be done before I could mm -hmm. do a job and go into training uh, or anything like that. I had to do that one year at the farm. It was do mandatory. You, do you so, remember? Um, I had no choice. Do you remember growing up and I remember the attitude, the attitude towards Hitler, like talking, like if we were to talk about a politician today, talk, would, would you talk, like have conversations yeah. like that about a politician like Hitler back then? Was it, were people, as he was rising to power, were people like happy about him or was it negative? What was the attitude towards him? Do you remember any conversations? No, I would say, uh, yeah, as far as I remember it, uh, there was unemployment prior to that. And uh, there was, um, uh, he built the Autobahn, he got the uh, Volkswagen at that time. Uh, people had vacations. And I know youth camps, I was sent to uh, three occasions for six weeks. Uh, I mean, uh, he started out very good. Uh, and uh, uh, we, um, we liked it. And... Uh, I mean, uh, after all, all the unemployment time we had there all the years, uh, people were happy that they finally had a job and uh, that mm -hmm. life was much better. So, uh, but... Uh, when? Like when, said, when? Uh, it was... It, it was... Uh, I, I don't know what to say. It, it, it's obedience we felt. It felt pride yeah. to be a German. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever we well, felt at that time, you know? And then yeah. fear, fear to do something mm. wrong that we could get punished. Mm -hmm. oh. It came up at a later time, you know? A later time, yeah. You when would, when uh, did wouldn't dare converse with somebody? When did you, you when did your family the lights kill us? It's okay. When did your family so 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 you get done with the farm, you get married, when did your family and I know in your book you talk about, you know, eventually fleeing Germany. I don't want to get there yet, but when did you realize things were going to turn out bad. Like when, what, what, what was like, we call it a red flag. What was like, okay, our family is in jeopardy. We're going to get in trouble. Like, did you realize when Hitler and, and the Nazi party wasn't what they thought they were, what they were saying they were, when, when did it get bad? You understand? Uh, I was a little girl. I don't know exactly the age I was mm -hmm. at. Uh, I know I wasn't in school yet. I don't think it must have been around the, in a 1938 or so, 37, yeah. somewhere when they came on. Uh, and as I wrote in my book, um, we watched the May Parade, and uh, a Nazi co uh, was coming first, the flag first, and then the formation uh, was all these uh, Nazis in Nazi uniform. 
and uh, music playing a band and everything and uh, the roads were lined up with thousands of people and uh, all of a sudden uh, they jumped uh, the formation that was behind the flag the formation jumped out and uh, started attacking my father whoa uh, they said uh, you swine uh, i get your hands out of your pocket when that flag comes by you better greet it and wow. I know we tried to, yeah, we tried to interfere. I know I bit the guy on the leg and everything. He flung me and all that. Wow. And uh, they beat my father up with the rubber sticks. And thousands of people watched it. Nobody did wow. anything. And then he was pulled through the crowd and away. And then my oh. father was gone for, I would say, approximately seven months in prison camp. Wow. Because he did not greet the flag. He had his hands in his pocket. And oh. that's when we uh, really uh, know that uh, things were not as scary. And then uh, in the middle of the night, uh, the Nazis uh, woke us up in the morning hours and uh, stood in front of us, uh, told us they, they want the door open or smash it. They came in, they had two German shepherd, shepherd dogs on the line. They got us standing up in a bed screaming, my brother, my mother and I. And they had these German shepherd dogs inches away from my throat all the time, have a scream and fear that they would bite us. And they tore the whole house apart. They cut with knives, feather beds, make them snow. They ransacked the whole house, the yard and everything, and took off. And we end up uh, with a total disaster in the house uh, and end up that in the middle of the night at my grandmother's place. Wow. And that's was the there... first time I was exposed to the terror. Wow. What? Why so, did they uh, do that to your house? Was there a reason? Was it because of your father? I don't know. They tried to. Uh, they said several times they had people there that would uh, uh, tell my mother that my father would admit to any crimes and stuff like that, and tried to have her agree to that and so on. They had several times that uh, my, my my mother grabbed me and my brother and took off to my grandmother's place and fear that we would be exposed to something like that again. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yes. yeah. so wow, that is uh, and terrifying. Then, uh, my father reacted to that. What? And uh, he, he, when he finally, uh, I, I know my grandmother finally sent a letter to Hitler. Now, uh, it was after seven months. I have a slight recollection of it. I was still young, but I still know that there was a, a letter addressed to Hitler. My grandmother was reading it for approval. And uh, I saw the envelope there requesting, please, to release my dad, that he was oh, okay. enough, that uh, my, mother was, my mother was dying. And uh, so, and that's uh, when uh, life really uh, was horrible at that time because uh, uh, my mother was actually put in an extra room already by uh, that time with a candle burning, and uh, she was near dead. And 
Aww. I just choked the daylight out of her, screamed and cared so terrible that uh, she, she somehow got the world to live again. But that was the reason my grandmother sent a letter to Hitler requesting that the kids needed a father and a mother and that both of them were not there. So, uh, and I subsequently, uh, my uh, father was sent home. I don't know how my mom learned, no, but she was sent back home from the hospital and she was recovering. And uh, so then all of a sudden, uh, I have no idea how mother knows, but we were sitting at the train station waiting for my dad to come. And I know we spent hours on the train station there. And then finally he came out and he was back home. Wow. And my father what? reacted after that. Uh, he wasn't the same because he was beaten, tortured till he was yeah. practically half dead. They hanged him on a train and uh, I, I guess uh, the way I understood, the way I remember that he was telling them when I wasn't supposed to listen, that uh, <laughs> some of the guys were beaten up till they died and was carried wow. out. So uh, wow. that he what? was one of the lucky ones that survived that. But so, all that because he did not agree to flag on a parade. Yeah. Wow. He had yes. done nothing else. And, and Isaac, people complain about wearing a mask in a store right now. Yeah, like, yeah. like wearing a protective mask in a store. That's crazy. <laughs> what? What? When? So eventually, your family decides to flee Germany, right? I mean, it had to be, you know, because it was it was getting. No, no, my father. My father decided after he had. I guess they constantly went after them, and uh, mm -hmm. he thought they would uh, eventually get him back in the concentration camp. So uh, he left uh, on merchant uh, ships, and uh, for a few years he traveled all over the world on a merchant ship so uh, to get away from it all. And then uh, eventually uh, life was... Uh, Better, with, like I said, with the autobahn and trips and everything, and good jobs mm -hmm. and that. So uh, my father finally, after a few years, stayed home and took a job. He was working on a ship's factory, the famous one on Weserfluch in Bremen. And uh, he, he was building ships. And uh, mm. then uh, he, was, he was running out with my sweepers. Uh, and uh, every time there was a new boat uh, out on a on the ocean, he would test it. He would go out with the boat, and uh, so he loved the sea. And uh, eventually, he you, became. You said minesweepers. A sailor. Hmm? He he did he did what on the boat? What was his job? He was oh, testing. He was, them. Yeah, they they were on a mine. They were on a minesweeper. They got into mine the minefields and dismantled them. Wow. For the, for so the subs, he was looking for, for yeah. mines for the subs, for the U-boats, yes. for the under, undersea boats. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. With a minesweeper. And yeah. uh, wow. that's how uh, my father was one year in the Navy cool. then. He was a sailor. And uh, he got into a minefield with the boat, and uh, uh, there was explosions. He got into it, and it was uh, severe damage on a ship. Mm -hmm. And uh, being uh, a specialist, uh, 
all the guys were in life jackets, lifeboats outside on the ocean while my father revered, uh, worked on something. No, I have no idea what he did, but the the friends that he was with, the, the buddies told us later that uh, with 99% chance the, the boat would explode. The captain and him was the only one on a ship. Everybody else in that boat. Uh, so he saved the ship. And when he got into uh, Le Havre in France, uh, there was a band playing. He got the Iron Cross and a Minesweeper medal for burglary for saving the ships. Wow. And then right after that, uh, the, boat, the boat was put into dry dock and would be repaired. Uh, whatever still damage was, and uh, they said he needed they needed him as a civilian to build ships. So uh, after one year, he wasn't in the military anymore. He was a private guy that worked in a in a factory. So uh, to uh, you know build submarines and, and all kinds of ships they have there in production. So. Uh, when when did you when did your father so your father your father had a cross he had the silver cross i mean he was he was doing good when when did your family decide to to leave germany he we left uh, after the war oh after so so war, you lived we through the war down, yeah uh, actually, yes i we lived there during the war we got bumped out twice I was uh, the first first one. I was coming home from work, and uh, when I oh, come nice. home, uh, our house was gone. But prior to that, it was uh, on Easter Sunday. We were just ready to have our dinner, and that's actually when uh, things uh, happened. Uh, there were there was planes coming in into the uh, city. Uh, that nobody had detected. There was a surprise attack, and the house next to us was uh, torn off by bombs, and uh, all around us there was uh, heavy damage with bombs, and uh, then the sirens would go off later on. And we had, by that time, severe damage in the house because the bomb was, we were only one, one brick wall away from where it exploded. Wow. And, was it, were so the airplanes, was it was happening to, to later? Was it, do that, you know, that was who, right on the beginning of the war. Do you yeah. know who the airplanes were? Was it the British? The British. Was it, the, British. it had to be the British, right? No, that, that was, that was a formation of planes. That was a lot of planes, uh, bombers that came in. But somebody was sleeping. They didn't warn us that they were there. They came so. <laughs> By surprise. Do you know what year that would have been? And uh, we were just ready to have our Easter dinner. Yeah. Yeah, when all the bombs exploded. And um, then we all had to go out of our homes because there were time bombs all around us. And they had to have uh, people come in and uh, work, uh, dismantle them. Yeah. So, wow. Um, that was... Um, weeks later uh, when I came home from work uh, uh, I come around the bent and here all I saw my uh, living room come collapsing down under the fire that house burned down 
and uh, we lost everything. So we moved into my grandmother's place and uh, then uh, there was more precision bombing going on at that time. And uh, so uh, we moved into an apartment in the center of the uh, city because uh, the guy that uh, had that beautiful apartment, uh, he said he wanted to get away from the bombing and we could have that apartment. So uh, mistake we made, but uh, uh, we went through absolute hell there in uh, that apartment. That was the second one we lost. Uh, there was um, an apartment connected, three, three apartments homes were connected. We were the central. And each apartment had two families. So uh, when uh, I was pregnant at that time already, and um, I had the uh, room upstairs, and uh, uh, the uh, I, I had come uh, to the window and look out there, and I saw what they call them, we call them Christmas tree because uh, there was a bombs that they have sent, uh, not bombs, but it, it lit up the whole sky. It, uh, some kind of devices they threw out of the planes and uh, lit up the whole sky. And uh, right after that, the bombs would fall down on everything that was beneath. So uh, what happened was, um, uh, I just looked out and I saw these uh, planes coming in. I saw the uh, light uh, on the sky and I know the bombing would occur. And again, there was no warning that the bombers were there. Somebody didn't watch. And wow. uh, before we knew, there was a giant uh, bomb attack, a total horrible one. It took both homes next to me on the left side and on the right side. Took both homes down, killed all the people in there. Only a brick wall, a brick wall was in between I and my family running down the steps. Everything came at us because the bombs exploded right next to us. The stairway was lifted under us. Lamps, doors, windows, glass. Everything came at us. It was so horrible. And how old were you? And how old were you when that happened? Do you remember how old? How old were you for that? I was pregnant. I was pregnant, and uh, probably in my fourth month. And uh, we were falling down, and I I remember uh, the the bombs. It wouldn't stop for, for a long time. And uh, I, the homes were down on both sides. The people in there drowned on the basement after it filled up. And uh, all, all of them were dead. And wow. uh, like I said, only a brick wall here and a brick wall there saved our central house. And uh, we went down on the basement and uh, by the explosion, the, the back door came right at me and hit my back. And so I was laying there buried under it. But uh, two weeks later, uh, I uh, had uh, we had a, a major uh, attack, and the same place I lived in, 
Uh, I had been in a shelter, and uh, it was the worst horrible thing that ever could happen. It looked like the whole city was totally destroyed. Every house that you could see in a neighborhood was on fire or was prior to that bombed and ruined. And uh, I had, my mother had left the shelter and I was looking for her, couldn't find her. And uh, my father was inside the house and needed help. And what we had was uh, a pail with water and then we have like a bicycle pump that you put in there insert it in there and then you uh, pump it with your foot you uh, with your hand like you know there's a hose attached to it and uh, my father was in the attic there and uh, working on it and uh, we didn't know that what we, what really was happening my father had seven bombs out of the house already that he drew out one was stuck behind my bedroom on top burned itself down into my father's major bedroom, started burning the feather beds and everything. The kitchen already was on fire down there. My father had tried to get it out. My uh, The bedroom the upstairs, the guest room was there. My room, I couldn't pull out because the bomb was behind it. And, that one and, and, was why, and why were those there. bombs there? Did why were those bombs we there? Did to they save our house? They didn't explode when they bombed them. They were live bombs, but they didn't Holy explode. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the bombs came down like rain. Like I said, there were seven bombs there. My father already got out of the ground, all over the house that yeah. we found. That's how many came down. And uh, like I, then we were trapped in the house. Uh, by the time my mother found us, the whole stairway was on fire. Everything around us was on fire except our major living room. And then a fire came. But what we didn't know was that uh, uh, we had an American sea captain living down below us. And uh, in to the, to the stairway, a bomb had gone through there and burned the stairway below us while we were upstairs working. And we couldn't get out of the house. We were totally covered by by fire. And uh, my mother finally came back. Uh, she found us. And uh, she got, uh, she ran away and uh, screamed around and got, somehow she found a truck there with uh, sailors that, uh, we have emergency pumps on every corner with water. And they had formed a line there with pails and got them uh, put a line and they saved us in the last minute. We probably only had seconds because uh, we were laying on a, on a living room floor with all the fire under us, over us, beside us, all around us. We, we were ready to jump out of the window to get away from the fire. Smoke was right above our heads. The only thing that we had on was soaking wet uh, towels that we kept over our heads so we, we were safe from the smoke. And um, so uh, what happened was um, they formed a line there out there and uh, got the water on the step and, that, and they got us out there in the last seconds. My father was already on count too. He, 
pulled me up and he said, we had to jump out of the window, otherwise we would be burned. So uh, oh. my my son, when he was born, uh, he had a fire mark on the rear end, uh, a sponge like uh, from the shock because, uh, and then we had to go to the city. To, the, the condition was such horrible one. Everywhere around you, you, there was no way out. It was all fire. Every house was on fire that you would live. It was all ruined. And uh, the phosphor was on the floor. Time bombs were going off everywhere. And uh, the only one way you survived out there was a horrible snowstorm like uh, fire. It, it created such heavy storm that uh, we we only survived with a soaking wet blanket because the firestorm would settle on you close and burn you. And that's how some people got burned. And they were laying on the floor, they were charcoal. Then uh, we tried to, uh, we, were, we were asked that we had to go to some kind of school that was a survived a school that uh, was still standing. It. And we tried to, uh, it was like a caravan of uh, people there. We were all in blankets, wet blankets, and running through that fire street with all the fire plants around us. Tried to get through there on several occasions. There was all the the the, uh, the bodies laying on there, the charcoal. We didn't even recognize them. The roads were uh, the asphalt on the road uh, melted. Uh, phosphor was on the floor that you had to avoid, otherwise uh, you could never get it out of you. you. I know Hamburg had a lot of phosphor at that time, and we know that people had jumped into the river because uh, they couldn't take it. They took their own lives. Wow. Um, then uh, my father went, went uh, to the city again, and went out. my parent, grandparents lived on the outskirts. And on a certain spot, uh, the bombing stopped. Uh, they, it was precision bombing all the, all the time. It seems like they start on one end, and then the next time they took the next one. And um, that, uh, then we went to my grandmother's place like that. So, uh, And uh, the last time I saw my father, was uh, he, he was killed 10 days before the war ended. That was when uh, the the city was surrounded by uh, the armed forces shooting into it with the first cannons, and one of the uh, grenades exploded in front of him, killed him on a bridge. So uh, we didn't know until my brother found him, and I don't know why my brother was at that part of the city, and I don't know why my father was there, but coincidence had it that. Both of them walked on the bridge, and he recognized that it was his father face, face down. So yeah. he tried to get uh, his body on a buggy, tried to get him to the whole city, to our cemetery. They refused the body because uh, all the way up to the top, they had all the dead bodies laying there, and they couldn't take any more. They, they told him wow. to have to go to the whole city with him on a buggy to all the bombing and everything, and uh, had to bring him to another cemetery where he was buried without uh, a blanket, just blanket on it, no coffin. We didn't know uh, 
for seven months that we, the first time I stood on his grave. But uh, at that time, um, we were homeless. We were back to my grandmother's. My grandmother's house survived the war. So, uh, but um, bombs had gone around there. The time bombs got up. The neighbors all got killed from my grandmother's place and so on. It was continued at all times. So, uh, wow. but uh, then I, uh, the last time I saw my father, there was an air raid coming on and uh, being pregnant, I uh, I had run nonstop to the shelter. I was tired. I had swollen legs. I couldn't walk anymore. I decided I was going to go to the school across and uh, my father stood in front of me and he said, you run for your life because uh, you have to go to a shelter. And uh, I got, I took shortcuts, it's a walk of approximately 20 minutes. And uh, I took a shortcut uh, to go uh, to the fields, to, to farmer's ground. And when I was halfway there, uh, the planes were above me. I saw the light uh, all above me and all the bombs were coming straight at me. When I woke up, uh, I was face down in a dirt with all craters around me and homes burning around there. I tried to get to the shelter, the doors, doors were all closed. They wouldn't let me in and finally they opened up and uh, uh, let the people out to smoke and have a rest. and. But uh, then all of a sudden there was another attack and everybody started running into the shelter. The doors, steel doors were supposed to get shot. And I got in the middle of it, got trampled down. Somebody kicked my belly and uh, I uh, found myself uh, being pulled to the crowd there by my uncle police and end up on a red cross uh, cart. Then I walked up the steps and I was on the top there to be with my parents and I blacked out and I went down the steps. And uh, I was pregnant in my fifth month. And um, somebody reported me to the government. I had orders uh, to leave the city. I, uh, they were telling me at uh, five o'clock in the morning I had to be on a train station with all my stuff, my blanket and everything, they told me what to bring. And I was going to be shipped out out of the, out of the city. So uh, I had to leave. And then it, it tells you in my book, too, that um, a, a train ride to, to destination approximately was like a, a two and a half hours. It took three days to get there. The trains, uh, the train was attached, uh, attacked constantly by uh, dive bombers. We had to get leave the train, lay down on the side of it on the dirt, go back in, and then tracks would be destroyed. We had to walk for miles and miles with all our stuff. We were on a manure wagon. The farmer took us part. Then we end up in. Um, and a, and a red car station with little carts in there because we were on a on a train station there waiting for the tracks to be rebuilt. So while we were in there, we laid back to back two pregnant women. There was approximately 
I would say uh, uh, at least at least uh, twenty people that were all pregnant. We were all there, uh, and uh, we were shipped out to a home. But instead of getting away from the front line, the Americans had already come to uh, the invasion. They were already uh, down in that region. And uh, I don't know why they shipped us to these homes out there because, uh, but uh, like I said, we, we slept back to back on a cot there for a few hours without food, cold, wet, windows broken. And then uh, after three days, we finally arrived. Uh, several times we had to leave. One woman had a baby. And um, then I was in that home there for two and a half months. Uh, what occurred, they all hardship in that. Um, then uh, finally, when uh, at that time, I didn't know when I had the baby. I, it took me three days to deliver. Uh, the... Uh, Front line, I could hear already the, uh, uh, it, it was uh, shaken, the, the grounds were already shaken, it was, um, uh, the grenades, whatever, exploded and the dive almost was coming down over, shooting at everything that moved. And maybe subconsciously, I tried to hold on to the baby, so that's why it took three days, so, but, um, I got back out and I decided I was going to go to um, back home. I went to, uh, it was January uh, when my boy was born. He was born three weeks before the war ended. And uh, when I uh, walked to the train station to get uh, my ticket for the next day, uh, there was a road there, a straight road, a small road there. And uh, being winter, the fields on both sides were bare. There was only a little tree uh, on streets. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, now I didn't specify in my book how many planes it was. I was undecided about 15 or 17 planes were coming straight at me. I was 100 feet away from the train station. And uh, I saw that these dive bombers come straight at me. And they were right above my head. I saw the guys. I saw the machine guns. I know that they killed everything that was on the road. They circled over my head. The train station was 100 feet away from me. And uh, they, they were shooting at that Red, red Cross train. Attacked it. Went back to the place where they were at. Three times the same thing happened. It came back right over my head. I saw the machine guns. I was expected them to shoot me. I was down on my knees, holding on to that little trees, and I thought I would die. That to face my dead again. Um, but uh, they didn't shoot me. I have no idea why they didn't. They saw me. They saw me on my knees there. I looked straight at them. But uh, they took all these people, soldiers, that came from the front line to go to a Red Cross hospital on the hilltop. They uh, lined up, when I was there getting my ticket, they mounted a whole mountain 
dead bodies out of the train. There was the doctors and nurses running there, the ambulances running to get the wounded out of there. I would I witnessed before I left. Uh, I witnessed uh, the mass grave there. I I watched the funeral. I was the only one there. It says to the unknown soldier died for his fatherland. I didn't know at that time. Uh, my husband was in the navy. He was uh, over by Navik, uh, Bergen. He was in a convoy of eleven destroyers at all times. And uh, 10 destroyers in Narvik had been blown up. And my, my husband's destroyer had engine damage. And he had to leave the, the uh, convoy and go to another part. Otherwise, he would have been in on it too. All 11 destroyers long ago. And 10 was blown up. So at that time, I didn't know if he was alive. I didn't know if my, I didn't get any notes from my parents. I was on my own. The front lines were coming close. The, the, the plane, the, the things were attacked, the trains, everything. And then when I came home, uh, my, my mom was still there and everybody was still there. My grandmother's house was still there. But uh, the Americans and English were advancing. And they were coming very close to our city, so we decided to, the new baby I just had needed milk. Let's go to the farm to my grand, my, uh, it wasn't a farmhouse, it was a house in the country. But uh, we thought we were near farmers uh, and uh, that he would get milk because I didn't have any more because I didn't have any food. And um, my uh, father's friend had a little truck he was driving for grocery stores and that. So uh, he said, uh, why don't you go out to the country to your aunt's place and uh, stay there and wait out the war there. So well, we got out there on that little truck, loaded everything up, and the family left except my father, that's when he got killed. My brother stayed and my uncle stayed to protect my grandmother's house. So uh, I uh, couldn't get any milk because uh, the Americans and English were around us. We were in totally combat. For 14 days, the guy was there fighting the war. He was a, a diamond cross carrier, Ritterkreuz. And he was uh, dug in the woods everywhere. Um, we have gone over the bridge in Bremen. Uh, we saw all the uh, bombs uh, being tied down to it to blow it up before we went across. And uh, we got, we know we were going towards uh, the war zone. So, uh, yeah, I was out there trying to get the milk. I had a black suit on with a white band around me. And I went out, tried to get to the farmer, and I got shot at from all sides. I was face down on the ground, up and down and up and down. And I didn't get a drop of milk. I had to go all the way back. And then we faced the first uh, soldiers. 
All of a sudden, he stood there banging on the door with machine guns. Neighbor house had gone up in the things. First, he did the American shot into the town all around us. The pencils were running around us, shaking the house. Grenades exploding nonstop. We could witness uh, from there, it was 28 miles away from the city. We could win, visit one bomber attack after another one, how the bombs were raining down on our city. How, can, how, so, how uh, many, but, like Lisa, Lisa, let, um, how many, how many bombings were you a part of? Like you talked a couple times. 170, 172 attacks. <laughs> 400,000 bombs came down at the city. 172 bomb that's attacks. That's statistic. That's wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's I, like when you get. I wow. actually, I actually went rock, walking up in a chance and walked up to a live bomb and put my hand on it. Jeez. That bomb was above my head like this. That high, I couldn't put my arms around it. I don't know why I did it. I wanted to see if it was hot. It was a time bomb. Why I did it, I have no idea. I walked out of the house. I walked straight out of there, and I put my hand on it. When Until the, what? there was SS soldiers coming around to the building screaming at me that I was insane. Get away. And I'd have I'd have They had to dismantle them all. Hmm? When I when why I did it, I have no idea. Yeah, when did your family then? So after World War II, what year did you? You said you went to Canada. What year did you go to Canada? My husband left at 1951 uh, Christmas Eve. So they waited yeah, a few years after booked, the war. Uh, yeah, he booked it on uh, for us in May, uh, in, in March. Uh, three months later to follow so we during the war we Dur in, during the war they, they weren't letting people out were they they what they weren't during the war they weren't letting people out well the, the, the thing is uh my father there were three brothers and the oldest brother lived in america he left germany before i was born so I had a family in America in Detroit. So when uh, my father was killed, there was that left the youngest brother, and he was bombed out too. And he talked him into coming to America. So we were very close to them, and they said, "Come back to America, so stay with us." But the thing was. They sponsored them for five weeks, five years, and for five years we couldn't come. So they says, "Go to Canada. You're right across the border, and then it's easier." So that's when my husband went, and within a few weeks we were he was on a ship to Canada. That was one one big mistake we made because it took nine years to have a visa to come to the Americans to America. All the paperwork. Wow. We had to become Canadian first before we could apply for a visa. So it took us nine years to come to this country. Are 
our our grandfather uh i'm gonna tell this totally wrong our grandfather had to do the same thing you know our dad was born in germany and was a baby transylvania yeah transylvania southern you know southern germany transylvania and they had a very similar story where they you know our grandfather was in the german military and he came across and he had to go to Minnesota, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, and work on a farm for five years, and was sponsored, and very similar stories to you. And my, our dad after, actually after that. the war, after, after the, the war, war, very similar. When the Russians had moved in, and uh, she knows our family. Uh, do you know our family, the Schusters? You know Fred Schuster. Yeah, there was a, in our town. There was a restaurant, Schuster. Do, do, you know, do you know? Fred fans, uh, was, and Major, and Major, do you know? Do you know Fred Schuster? Yes, she's met. He met Fred before. You met she's Fred met our dad Schuster. before. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. Um, I mean, if anybody, we're gonna we're gonna open it up here. So, so you ended up in Canada. Eventually, come to the United States. I I, I can't imagine what it was like now we're going to ask we're going to open it up if anyone has questions because we have a lot of people watching uh for liza let please ask the questions in the comments if you want to you know you want to comment anything you want to share with her we're going to read some of these to you because we have some comments for you uh already people yeah yeah from people from people watching from people People, watching yeah tammy your i think this is your niece tammy chaddock says hi aunt Jeannie. yeah that's my granddaughter Oh, Tammy. Tammy, yeah. Yeah, Tammy is your granddaughter. My granddaughter. Jeannie is your daughter-in-law. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I, oh, hi. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. Um, I, I was yeah. married to my first first husband 49 years, and then I was a widow for five years, and then I remarried, and I uh, got another gentleman 12 years uh, for a husband. So, gotcha. Uh, but, both my husband died. Both my sons died. And, oh, jeez. Uh, just a few weeks ago, my granddaughter dropped dead. Oh. So, uh, oh. It, it's been, uh, so uh, everybody gone. So it's We're... been sad. You know, when you're my age, uh, it seems you see like a lot. you lose all your friends and neighbors, whatever you grow up with, and uh, you're left behind. And it's a sad story. So, yeah, uh, oh my goodness. I have a loving family, so. Uh, do you do you have caring. any? Do so, you have any great grandkids? Yeah. Do you have any? Oh yeah, I have. I just got a new one. Uh, the first one. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> Tammy is the one that is the grandmother. Now. Yeah. yeah. So you're so so you have great so, grandkids. You said you have a new great 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 grandbaby. But. Uh, it's only yeah, it's it's only a few weeks old, but uh, we were uh, we got a little scared. Uh, uh, the father got the uh, virus, so uh, and, uh, a few weeks ago, but uh, he's okay. So they were worried about the baby, you know, had to take it to the hospital twice. Yeah, my so, my great my great grandmother. My great grandmother was my babysitter when I was growing up uh, in when she was in her 90s, all through her 90s. She lived to be 100, but she was my babysitter. (laughs) 
She watched yeah. me while my parents were. We, 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 we were. We, yeah, we were lucky enough where our where our grandmother, great our great grandma, our great grandma yeah. lived to be a uh, hundred and one, right? A hundred. She almost made it 100. to hundred and one. Yeah, she almost made it to hundred and one. Yeah. Yeah. So so we were very very cool. Okay, wait. She uh, somebody just said Tammy or Tammy just said she has a great great granddaughter. Allison Scarlett Ellie. Ellie. You, have a, you have a great great granddaughter. Yeah. That's a lot of generations. That's a lot of greats. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Grandma Grandma Campbell had one great great granddaughter. Wow. So 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 what let me can I ask you a question? What do you think like like your story, yeah. your story to me really brings it into perspective? When, like, when you hear people complain about the United States and what it's like to live here and they're unhappy here, and I mean, it's, what do you think about that? Well, the way I feel is it's God's country. And uh, yeah. I never know, I, I cannot understand that we have riots and, and uh, troublemakers and stuff like that because. Uh, Right now, with the virus, you can really tell what great people are living in this country. Uh, you know, these people are having so much heart. They help each other and everything. And I hope there's never going to be a conflict again with wars and terrorism. Because uh, we can live in peace. We can be happy with each other. You know, live one, one day at a time. I always kept saying... Yesterday is gone. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow hasn't come yet. Live today. Make the best of it. You know? Beautiful. And uh, I live by that. And uh, I, I teach this too. But uh, I think uh, we have wonderful people in this country. Very, very, very caring, very loving. My granddaughter, Tommy, too, she's every Sunday from skirt church. She stands on the road there giving out with all these care packages and everything. Nothing is too much for them. They, they're, they're there. They're, they're loving. They're caring. And uh, it's such a beautiful, great country here. You know, let's enjoy it. We have Mother Nature destroy enough and put us to terror. We don't need yeah. any terrorism and wars and stuff like that. You know? Good comment. A- Amy, so, uh, Amy. We have a question for you. Amy Whitmer asks, where does she contribute? Where do you contribute your strength from, your source of strength? And I agree with that. That's a great question. Like, what what, what keeps you going? I don't know. I, I say I have to live with it. Uh, we all go one place. Uh, we know our destination eventually. Um, but... Uh, you have to live with it. You have to pick up the pieces. Uh, you have to be a role model for your grandchildren and children. You cannot live in a past. You have to live day by day. Make it the best. Uh, and I, I've been a workaholic. I can keep busy 24 hours a day, and I can find problems after problems that I could solve. And I'm never idle. Uh, I have always something to do. I have 100,000 hobbies. I was an organization. I was with uh, 
the German choir. I was president of the AIP. I'm 48 years with the garden clubs. Uh, I was catering captain of the Canadian Legion. I did tons and tons of volunteer work that I didn't get paid for. And uh, that kept me busy all the years and happy. And I worked in the hospitals all the years as a nurse. So I know that was my calling, take care of sick people. And I could honestly tell I have made a lot of friends that way. And people loved me. And uh, I felt uh, they, they called me a role model at times. And uh, uh, that made me feel good. And like I said, I, uh, I never find any time uh, waste. My husband used to say when he sees me sitting down, and uh, don't do anything. He knows I was sick. Uh, oh. He knows my hand had to move somehow and do something. So you're so, always busy. Uh, you're uh, always busy. I you're know. always doing something. Tammy, Tammy says you cut the grass, gardens, plays organ, always knitting or painting. Every, everything. You never, you, never everything. sit still. You still cut the grass? Yeah. You, still cut the, still you still cut the grass? grass. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. We live, we live in. I live in the woods, and uh, I have a lot of trees and a lot of leaves. Gosh. And uh, I, I try to escape things. And uh, my house is all painted up. The walls are painted, and everything. I have hobbies with uh, putting up uh, Christmas decorations, uh, make it look like Cranax, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what? Uh, just, what did? Android. What do I, I gotta ask? I gotta ask. Growing, uh, living to your nineties. What did you eat? Did you eat healthy? Lots of lots of fruits and vegetables. What do I gotta do to live to nine to ninety? No, I never. I never lived. I, that's one thing I did. I had ups and downs with illnesses that uh, I survived, uh, and uh, but um, I never uh, had uh, whatever. Uh, I felt like it if I wanted some sour or, or greasy or anything like that. I ate it. And, uh, what about you know? What about limits? Naturally, li uh, I don't. Uh, Liza, what about you know, what about if I drink if I drink good cake? Favorites, you know. Cake. What what if I drink a lot of German beer? Can yeah, I live to ninety six? Uh, once in a while, I. Want... I what if I drink a lot? And uh, I don't drink, but uh, once <laughs> drink. I have one no of drinking. cocktails when I like once cocktails, a year, okay. you know, <laughs> once a year, once a year, cocktail once a year, <laughs> once a day, yeah, no, no German beer every night. Oh, uh, she had, you had a, <laughs> uh, Lynn just said that you had a, at the Art, Butler Art Institute, you had pictures in there. There are fans, Butler Wick, okay. I mean, that's the Butler, the Butler Art Institute. Is that the one in Warren, or is that? Oh, Butler Wick is. The pictures at the Butler. The pictures at the Butler. Oh yeah, I, I that's three pictures. There. Yeah, at the Butler Institute, three pictures there. I haven't heard from them that many years ago, and then at the Hart Institute in Newcastle, I have pictures in there too. I carved ducks and stuff like that, you know. So. Uh, and I have all kinds of stuff in there that, uh, but awesome. uh, I never requested them back. 
We could we yeah. could probably you want us to get them for you? We could probably make a request so, for you. We need we have some contacts over there. Yeah. We could con reach out to the marketing director and see if they could help us get some of that stuff. I think Santa Santa's what? coming, so don't be bad. Your dad works at uh, yeah, our dad. Yeah, I, I remember his name was Wayne. Wayne what Wayne worked? Wayne, Wayne worked. At, pictures. Wayne took her pictures for the butler. Some, something huh. about Wayne was his name. Yeah. Okay. Well, years, years ago. Liza, we're at an hour. Um, My son was still there. Oh, go ahead. Awkward sound. Oh, I, I was going to say. We're we're at an hour, so we're gonna everybody watching, everybody watching. I'm gonna get you some book sales right now, Liza. Let I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make you some money. Yeah. Everybody watching, if you go to our website, the mlobros.com, and you go to the Christmas event section, it's like a section in there. I put a link. You just scroll down and see a picture, of Liza. Let you can go and purchase her book. There's a link on that site. I'm going to go get one right away. I'm going to tell you that as soon as yeah. we are here. I want one. So anybody watching this, you need to go buy her book and read about all the stories and everything else like that. So that, that way, Liza Lett can keep buying flowers and Christmas lights for her decoration. Yeah. Cranex. Add to the Cranex collection. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> well, so Liza Lett, we, we want to... Uh, meet you personally. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Love to. You'd love to. Hey, Lynn, bring her to the lake house. Yeah. Lynn? That sounds good. <laughs> that would be fun. Uh, uh, Liza, lake we... House. They have a lake house. Okay. Liza, Liza that we... That sounds great. We, we appreciate you coming on yeah, so, you. so much. Um, awesome story. I, I am like in awe of what you live through. Yeah. As a you know, as just a, a and, but, and to be able to. I'm working to, on my second book now. What's that one on? I is it on Germany I'm or is on it my second book now in Canada? Oh, okay. Oh, excellent. Where did you live in Canada? I live way up north, uh, in between Winnipeg and uh, Selkirk, uh, Indian Territory. Wow, okay. Ontario, Way up there. approximately 800 miles north of Toronto. Yep. And uh, I explored the wilderness and worked in a mental hospital, stuff like that. I got another book going. I, wow. I'm, I'm going to buy that one too when I you hope. publish it. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Liza Let, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. We we appreciate it. You have You have a good Christmas and you enjoy those grandbabies and you take care. I will. And thanks All right. for having okay. me. We, we appreciate have it. A nice Christmas. Happy holidays. You too. We'll meet yeah. you soon. God bless you. All right. Bless you too. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Love, Bye. Love you too. She's like, dude, seriously? Wild, dude. That was wild. You, hold on. Real fast. Before anybody leaves, I have one important thing. I have one thing I have to play for everybody because I didn't want to do it while she's on here. Because you wouldn't know what it was talking about. I have one thing I want to play real fast. Ready, Isaac? Nazis. I hate these guys. I understand. <laughs> here's, here's what's interesting, though. Here's what's interesting. I'm like blown Four, away. 
war is hell, right? War yeah. is hell. And as Americans, you view it as the Nazis, the Germans are the bad guys, right? But 1925 is when she was born. The war yeah. ended in 45. If she was 18 when, I mean, after 41, once America got into the war, yeah. I mean, come on, we kicked ass. But we yeah. started, I mean, in 1943, she would have been 18. I don't know how old she was when she was having a baby, but it would have had to have been before 45. Right, right. The war ended. So she was eight. Like that's when the Americans were there. Yeah, you know they could have been the ones bombing. They oh, could have no been doubt. the ones bombing the plane. She said they they were the ones shooting in the house. So it was the Americans like, or the bad guys. Yeah, the Americans the, well, in her her eyes. The Amer- I mean, it's just war as hell. You know, there's no good yeah. guys. There's no bad guys in war. It was like I just think it wasn't even bad guys or good. It's just survival no, because you have no. you have the you have the allies. That were bombing the towns because yeah, they're, they're just carpet thinking, bombing the towns. They're, they're trying to make them Nazis. They're thinking supplies. She's yeah. on the coast, so and, yeah. I mean, she admitted her, her her dad was a minesweeper. You know what I mean? So yeah, so they yeah, had the, they had the U boats. They had the U boats, and they would send the boats out to minesweep and make and stop yeah. the you know the you the know? mines from the movies. That, yeah, but like you know, we're underwater. What what a, excuse my mouth, but what a bunch of little bitches that we all are in the United States, like. Yeah. We're complaining about you're going to complain because somebody's making you wear masks to get freaking ice cream. Are you serious? And then yeah. you talk to her. You talk to her. She got bombed 127 freaking times. 170, 172. Like, yeah. are you seriously going to complain about the government making you put a mask on when you go get freaking yeah. ice cream? Good God. Hold on. Uh, Tammy, her granddaughter. She was pregnant. During the war and had yeah. her first son right before the war. She said that, right. She was 20 years old when she had him. So, and she's Right pregnant. when the war ended, yeah. Yeah, so she would have been, oh so that would have been, been 45, right? Yeah, yeah. 45, right around, yeah. 45 at the end there when she was talking her, about going out on the train and, yeah. yeah her dad, she said wow. in like 38, got pulled in, got arrested, taken off, beaten. They didn't know where for he was. Not, for not staying. For not having for not having his hands out in saluting the flag during a parade, what and you know what I mean. So, I mean, yeah. it's crazy to me, you know. And and then yeah. think of like the trauma she suffered. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like her dad dies, her, and then she comes yeah. over here, and then they're they're in Canada, they're separate. I mean, it's like yeah. Wow. Suck it freaking up, people. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my gosh, you people are so annoying. Suck it up, but at the same time, appreciate appreciate what you have. You you know? Yeah. If you don't it like like I guess for instance, it would be compared to like the NFL. If you don't want to stand for the national anthem or you want to kneel during the national anthem, like that's a huge, huge freedom that you have. Whereas back then you would have gotten a craft kicked out of you. You know, yeah. in Germany, you would have gotten killed if you would have done yeah. something like that. You would have straight up killed this. And she was, the story that amazed me the most, I think she said she was by herself. The bombs were coming. She, Her dad told her to run. She said that's the last time she saw her dad. I, I was, yeah. it, it was hard to her focus on her internet. Was, dad tells her to run. She runs out of bombs. She so she's the planes. by herself. She sees the airplanes and wakes up with bomb holes around her in the ground and she's alive. <laughs> And she's five months freaking pregnant. And Isaac, I'm too lazy to take the freaking garbage out tonight when Maggie asked me to. Like, it's like, I want to get up in the morning. Or or she said she's in her apartment. She's in her apartment and they 
bombed the house, the, the apartment. The p- people in the apartments to her left sure. and right all sure. died, and there were bombs that didn't blow up. They were riddled throughout her house. Like, how the, how the heck does that happen? Like, what? There's it, someone it, watching over you, man. There's yeah, someone it, watching it, over you. There's a reason you got to live. And even oh now, okay, so now she's 96, and like she said, she was sad. She was sad. You could tell her kids have died. She had a granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. And, but you could tell she had that same type of attitude that Grandma Campolito had yes. when she was in her 90s. Like, if God wants to take me, he can take me. You know, like, I'm ready to go, but I am I cherish every day, you know? It's, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. It really it's is. unbelievable. That was an yeah. amazing show. I, I like, I can listen to her talk all day. I mean, that's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Uh, everybody, seriously, go buy her book. Go buy her book right now. I don't care. I forgot to you, ask her. I forgot to ask her. Uh, but I mean, I didn't want to interrupt her at all. Yeah, I like, didn't either. If um, if she noticed any form of like anti-Semitism, like introduced in like the people around her, like hating Jewish people, I guess. Yeah, like, I didn't even bring that up. I didn't like you said. I didn't want to. As as Hitler's as Hitler's moving into power, if that was if that was noticeable, or you know, I didn't even think. Wonder. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's freaking crazy. And the crazy part is the Nazi Party. Takes her dad, beats the crap out of him, puts him yeah. in a camp for like seven months. Then he comes home and joins the military and then works for him. But he had well, to well, because well, he co- he's in the prison. While they're in the prison, they think he's up to something. So they go and raid his house. Holy crap. And totally search his house. It's just, yeah, that was, that was, a, that whole thing was just amazing to me. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a changed person after because it's just like, and you know, our, our uh, pop said, uh, Grandma Barth, oh my Oma. I don't think you were yeah. around Oma. She, she yeah. She she did not like the US military because she remembered yeah. them coming by on the airplanes while they were trying to like like moving like in carts yeah. and, and shooting at yeah. them. And and remember Hitler uh Hitler was pretty good at public speaking and getting the people riled up. Pretty sure Grandma Barth living in Germany thought that uh Hitler was just misunderstood. Oh my goodness. That but, was just crazy. That's yeah. the way, like she said, that's the way they intimidated him to keep him in line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, you take a couple, you know what? You take a couple people from a town. Yeah. Everyone's going to freaking submit and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. Yep. Yep. You know, and it's and, just, and the other thing with World War, like she kind of hit it on was the unemployment. Unemployment was so bad. Hitler came in, yep. started his war machine. And yeah. then everybody started getting jobs, and they're going to get behind that because Germany, Germany post World wow. War One was yeah. in really, really bad shape because yeah. everybody, all the other countries treated them wow. like crap after yeah. World War One, and oh, then they God. were in such such bad shape that Hitler came and he brought you know, a, like yeah. economic uprising with him. So they kind of just followed him and then took That's, over. That is that is a, that is amazing story. I, I like I said that one that one was a good one. I mean that was just that was built. That's wild, man. That is be grateful for everything you have, man. It even even in even in COVID. Like, yeah. Be quit grateful being for whiny everything babies. you have. Yeah, we did have a good history. Dad, <laughs> you, dad, dad, did you see me catch dad, did you hear me catch the uh, Blitzkrieg, the, the attack yeah. on Poland when they steamrolled Poland, the Blitzkrieg? I, that's like the only classes I ever paid attention to. Oh, oh, uh, Patton, Mr. Patton, yeah, history, really freshman, oh. freshman history is fantastic. All yeah. right. Um, so everybody that's watching, mark your calendars for Thursday at 8.30. We do this every Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you want, if you follow us and like us on Facebook, 
We have all kinds of cool podcasts. We have like the best lineup of podcasts ever. Uh, on Thursday at 8.30, we have the ghost, Kelly, Kelly Pavlik, coming on our show, who's awesome story. Talk about it, like a rise and fall and then a rise again. Um, you have uh, Thursday, next Tuesday. Uh, next week, we're going to have our medical correspondent, Nino Rubino, coming on. Dr. Nino Rubino, going to talk about COVID. Uh, let's see here. We've got a comment. The story that puts things in perspective for me in the book was she didn't yep. know if her husband was alive after the war ended, and it was several months until they reunited. No cell phones. Yep, that is true too. I, I that that was a story I know that happened in, in our family yeah. also, where people were missing, they didn't know where they were. No yep. cell phones, no way to communicate. Yep, that's like movie stuff. Like movie, I know, like stuff, like she could write a book. That I was like picturing all that in my head. It's like holy crap! What it's a, gotta be a good book. Yeah, we got. I gotta read um, it. Yeah, it's it's just that's just nothing. and it, it makes me think too. Like the the good thing about technology is if something like that were to happen, we'd be able to communicate with our loved ones if we did get separated. But like the, the spread the spread of information, if the government was to try and pull pull one over on the people, we can communicate so fast. And get word out so fast that it kind of prevents the government from doing the, anything too, too bad, unless the, they get control of the the internet. But the you know. first thing that happens in the first, if if a war like that ever happens, is EMP that wipes out all all electronics immediately. Mm-hmm. That's the well, first thing. Well, think about it. you get everybody at each other's throat. What would you? Do? I don't know. Maybe a virus that would get everybody all worked up and staying at home, not doing anything. And, but yep. the book is moving material. I'm going to immediately, I didn't have time to ride the, I, I it was like a seven day wait. I didn't have time. I I'm going to order it immediately. Tammy. Wow. Uh, you went down but, to the uh, same person. Yeah. Immediately EMP comes and then, and then you're done. No, I mean, if they wiped out electronics, if they think about if, what happened if they wiped out electronics. Yeah. Just like you're, in, uh, what, what was, what's the show? Uh, World the, of World. No, the the with the with the blessed day, blessed be. The, oh, uh, they did that, didn't they? Yeah, the hands made tail. That's yeah. the first thing they did. Yeah, they wiped out all the technology. So everybody, we really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, awesome show! Again, buy her. I'm going to say it again. Buy her book. Uh, it's on our website in the Christmas. It's under the Christmas events. The MLOBros.com. Go to Christmas events. Um, her brother was never found. What the heck? It's crazy. Like, you just don't know where your brother is. Like, it's like, gone. I'm gone. Well, is that the, is that the same the brother that brought the dad to the, to the, to the grave? Remember she said that she tried to she bring. She had two brothers, so. Man. So they were in the, they were in the city that was just, the problem is you're close to the, you're close to England. You're on the, like, you're on the water. So the England's just flying over, or I mean, well, America's on the water too. It's obviously a port, so they're going to be hammering that thing with a port too. Yeah, yeah. Jobs and minesweepers and everything else like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were going out and then they were around through the English Channel. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, you can buy that book on our website. Uh, yes, only one brother went. It was after the war he went missing. After the war, how do you go missing after the war? Wow. Well, they stayed there. They stayed there till the fifties. She said the early fifties. Oh. They went to Canada, so the war warned forty-five, and it's crazy. So go buy the book. Um, we are loan officers, uh, MLO bros. 
mortgage loan officers rates are really low. I hate to even say this right now. It's like <laughs> advertising. <laughs> advertising. advertising. We need to make money to keep the show. It pays the bills. Um, keeps keeps the roofs over. Okay. Interest rates are low. Purchases, refis, call us, message us on Facebook. We'd love to help yeah. you guys out. Uh, we got to keep the show going. So, and we got to buy books. So, wow. That's yeah. crazy, man. Unbelievable. Um, everybody, we really appreciate you guys coming on the show or, or listening to the show. Yeah. Awesome podcast. Please, uh, Thursday. please, please like, uh, like the, like the show if you haven't already. Um, like our page. Go check us out. Go watch our other videos. We have some awesome, awesome guests that we've uh, had on in the past. Um, follow us on Instagram. Go uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, yeah, we appreciate everyone for watching. Thank you so much. It's um, it's awesome to be able to do stuff like this. It really is. Everybody, thank you. Isaac, I'll see you tomorrow at work or via cell phone. Via, and via video. Via, via, via video. Because office is closed. Everybody, thank you again. Remember, don't be whiny babies when you wear your masks. Freaking Nazis. Hold on. One more time. One more time. Every time I see him, I see Nazis in a movie or anything. I say that to my son, Lucas. He just shakes his head like, oh, dad, you got to stop. Nazis hate these guys. Nazis hate these guys. Everybody take care. Good night. If we don't talk to you before, Merry Christmas. See you all later. What song you want? What song you want? Is it going out on? Give me a war picks, dude. War pigs? Speaking of, of, you know, bombings and stuff. War pigs! Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerers of death's construction And feel the body burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind